0: This is the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Good morning and welcome to the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. The podcast that aims to start conversations about the oneness and unity of God and about the humanity of Jesus. My name is Dustin Smith and as always, I'll be your host. This week we have episode 224 entitled, Defining Elohim. Last week we began a new series in which we started to define the various words used to describe the God of Israel, the Father. Last week we looked at Yahweh, the personal name for the true God. And in this week's episode, we will explore the noun Elohim and its relevance for the one true God, namely the God of Israel. Now, there is a lot of misinformation And nonsense regularly spread around the internet and on YouTube regarding the Hebrew noun Elohim. So I wanted to make this particular episode to contribute to some clarity of thought and in order to help people distinguish fact from fiction. So here are some of the questions that I want to explore in this week's episode why is elohim a plural form and what is the noun's singular form how does the hebrew bible use the plural form elohim to refer to the god of israel in ways that indicate that this god is a single self one single person what is the plural of majesty And what relevance does it have to the plural form Elohim? And can human beings be legitimately called Elohim in the Hebrew Bible? And what does this mean for Elohim's plural form's definition? Let's find out on this week's episode of the Biblical Unitarian podcast. Our first point today is looking at basic facts about Elohim within the Hebrew Bible. So Elohim is a very common noun within the Old Testament. It appears just a few occurrences more than 2,600 times, 2,600 plus times within the Hebrew Bible. And behind The proper noun Yahweh, Elohim, is actually the second most common noun within the Old Testament. So it is quite frequent. Now Elohim typically refers to the true God, but the sense of Elohim also has within it bound up one who is mighty and one who is powerful. So When the word gets used in some adjectival ways, it'll be referred to as the Mighty One, or the Powerful One, or a Mighty God, or something along those lines. Now, it's really important to understand that Elohim is actually the plural form of a different noun. The singular form is actually the Hebrew noun Eloah, which is E-L-O-A-H, if you were transcribing it into English. This singular form shows up about 60 times in the Hebrew Bible, mostly in Job, but it also appears in narrative sections of Scripture. Sometimes it's suggested on the internet that Elohim is the plural of the noun El, which is just a singular noun for God. But this is not actually true. The plural of El is Elohim, not Elohim. So just to set the record straight, Elohim is the plural of Eloah. Now, when the plural form Elohim is used with singular verbs, singular adjectives, and singular pronouns, then Elohim actually refers to a single individual, and usually this individual is the one true God of Israel, despite the fact that Elohim is a plural form. Now the Jews who maintained Scripture, and particularly those Jews who translated the Hebrew Bible into the Septuagint, which is the earliest translation, the Greek translation, they recognized that the God of Israel is determined in these various passages of the Hebrew Bible, particularly with Elohim. And when they saw Elohim, and they recognized that Elohim, even though it's a plural form, referred to the one true God, these Jews would translate into Greek, the plural form Elohim, into the Greek singular, Otheos, meaning the God. So that gives some confirmation in these passages where Elohim, which is a plural form, refers to the one true God, refers to the single God, because the earliest interpretation that we see in the Greek version indicates that this is the God, the one true God, in the singular. Now, when the plural form of Elohim is used, along with plural verbs, plural adjectives, etc., then Elohim actually refers to a plurality of gods. Gods ending with the S. Usually this is referring to pagan deities or false gods. So when we have Elohim, we have to look at the various ways in which it is used. If it's used with singular verbs and adjectives and pronouns, then it refers to the one true God. When it refers to plural gods, then it's going to be governed by plural verbs and plural adjectives. So let's move on and look a little bit closer at Elohim with the singular verbs. That's our second point for today. And So this is a really important point that when you understand Hebrew and you can see how Elohim is used in scripture and how the biblical authors chose to use Elohim in its over 2,000 occurrences to refer to the one true God, these Hebrew writers would portray God with singular verbs. A singular verb is a verb that has a singular subject. So we could start with the very first verse of the Hebrew Bible in Genesis 1.1, a common verse that is Recognized by many, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. So here we have God, which is in Hebrew the noun Elohim. Elohim, of course, is the plural form of Eloah. However, the verb to create, which is bara, is third person, masculine, singular. So the subject of this verb is singular according to the verb. So even though Elohim is a plural form, it gets translated in the singular. This is why every English translation translates Elohim as God, a singular God. Even though it is a plural form, it's translated here in the singular because it's governed by a singular verb. We can have confirmation of this point when we look in the Septuagint. We have the Greek in arche. In the beginning, the God created, and the verb there is also third person singular. We can see that Elohim is translated as the God. So even though in Hebrew, it is a plural form, it's understood to refer to a single God. And it's confirmed with the third person singular verb. This is extremely important. It indicates that for the biblical writers, Elohim in its plural form could be understood as the one God who is a single person when it's governed by singular verbs, singular adjectives, and singular pronouns. And this is confirmed in the way that we see Elohim translated as the God in the Septuagint. Let's look at another example that I think is A way to show how Elohim is used in reference to the one God and also the ways in which the word Elohim could be used in reference to a plurality of gods so in the Decalogue in this version Exodus chapter 20 let's look at verse 2 Exodus 20 verse 2 where it says I am Yahweh your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery pretty clear there. We have Yahweh. Yahweh is described as your God. Your God there is the plural form Elohim with the suffix there, your, attached to it. And it's clear here that the pronoun at the beginning, I am, on Oki, that is a first person singular pronoun. So we know that Yahweh, your God, is a single person, one single self. And then we have the relative pronoun, I am Yahweh, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. The relative pronoun, asher, indicates that, of course, Yahweh, Elohim, is a single person. And this is confirmed, of course, in the Septuagint, where we have ego, me, curios, o, theos, su. I am, singular pronoun, singular verb, We have the Lord God, the God, Elohim there, in its plural form, is understood to refer to a single God, the God, and it's confirmed with a singular pronoun, and of course the verb to bring, because the Lord God who brought you out of the land of Egypt is also singular there in the Greek. So there we can see Elohim clearly referring to the one true God who is a single person, is not regarded as a numerical plural, even though Elohim is grammatically plural, it's understood as a numerical singular, the one God, the one true God, Yahweh, who is a single person. And yet, in the very next verse, Exodus chapter 20, verse 3, we can see where it says, you shall have no other gods before me. There again, we have Elohim for the word for gods, but the adjective other is in the plural. So there, it's other ones. It's governed, the plural noun Elohim, is governed by a plural adjective. And there, we can see that Elohim is understood in the plural, a numerical plural. That's why it's translated in the English as gods, even in the Septuagint. We have uh, thei, the plural for gods, in that particular passage. So it's pretty clear that even in a passage to where Elohim could be used in one sense, in one particular verse, can be immediately understood in a different sense in the very next verse, because the context is pretty clear that Elohim is a plural form when it's governed by singular verbs, singular adjectives, and singular pronouns. It refers to one person, namely Yahweh, the God of Israel. And yet, when Elohim is governed by plural references, in this particular case we have a plural adjective, then it refers to a numerical plural. Elohim refers to gods. And this, of course, is confirmed in both cases by the Septuagint translators who are very helpful with this. Now, Elohim can be used to refer to single pagan deities i'm going to give you an example of this and you can see in the example the way that this makes sense so in first kings chapter 11 verse 33 god is complaining that the children of israel have abandoned him and in this passage it says they israel have forsaken me yahweh and they have worship ashtaroth the goddess of the Sidonians, Kemosh, the god of Moab, Milcom, the god of the sons of Amon. So there we have Ashtaroth, who is a goddess, Kemosh who is a god, and Milcom who is another god. And in each of these instances we have Elohim. But it's translated in the singular. Astaroth is a goddess, but it's translated from Elohim the plural form, and yet it refers to a single pagan deity. Chemosh is a single pagan deity, but he is called Chemosh the god with the Hebrew noun Elohim in its plural form. Milcom, another individual pagan deity, Milcom the god, which comes from Elohim in its plural form. So clearly, Milcom is not a plurality of gods, Chemosh is not a plurality of gods. Astareth is not a plurality of gods. They are translated as single pagan deities. So even Elohim can be used to refer to pagan deities in a singular reference, as a numerical singular, even though Elohim is grammatically plural. It's no surprise because that's the way that is most frequently used for the God of Israel over 2,000 times in the Hebrew Bible. So how do Hebrew Bible scholars and grammarians understand the reference to this grammatical plural that's used as a numerical singular? That moves us to our third point today, which is Elohim and the plural of majesty. You may have heard of the phrase plural of majesty before, and yet there's some confusion about this particular phrase. There are some people today that argue quite strongly that the plural of majesty does not appear within the Hebrew Bible. Now, older biblical scholarship used to make the argument that Elohim in its plural form reflected a suggestion that Israel in its earliest days was actually polytheistic, not a monotheistic religion, and that they only evolved into a monotheistic religion during the time of 2nd Isaiah, like Isaiah chapters 40 through 55. But this suggestion, however, has been completely and wholly abandoned in modern times because these grammarians recognize a concept that is often called the plural of majesty to where the one true God is described with this noun Elohim. Elohim is a grammatical plural but refers to a single person and the fact that a single person could be described with a plural form particularly someone as majestic as the true God this grammatical concept is often called the plural of majesty. I want to read from the entry plural of majesty in biblical Hebrew within the Encyclopedia of Hebrew Language and Linguistics, which is published less than a decade ago. This is very modern, relevant biblical Hebrew scholarship. So in this article on the plural majesty within biblical Hebrew, the author says that the term majestic plural, or in Latin pluralis majestitas, refers to the use of a plural word to refer honorifically to a single person or entity. It is also called the plural of respect, the honorific plural the plural of excellence, or the plural of intensity, end quote. So in this article, we can see that the plural of majesty is a plural word that is used honorifically to refer to an individual person or an individual entity. So the word or the noun is grammatically plural, but refers to a single person because it is used in an honorific sense. It is pointing to the majesty of this particular person. This article also indicates that the plural of majesty is also described with some synonymous terms. It's sometimes called plural respect, honorific plural, plural of excellence, or the plural of intensity. And that's really important. If you're looking up this particular concept within Hebrew grammars, or within commentaries, or in Bible dictionaries, you'll often find these particular terms that are used. But this article is insisting that all of these terms are actually synonymous. The plural majesty is the same thing as the honorific plural. Another interesting Hebrew grammar written by Waltke and O'Connor, which is called Biblical Hebrew Syntax, which I highly recommend, by the way, says this about Elohim. It says, quote, most honorific plurals in the Bible involve the God of Israel, and the most common of these is Elohim. It says that on page 122. So as we're seeing, these reference works on Hebrew grammar are indicating that the God of Israel is described with plural forms, particularly with Elohim, and yet this plural form does not indicate a numerical plural, as if Yahweh is a plurality of persons or multiple gods. On the contrary, what we have going on here is a plural of majesty or an honorific plural. So just to make sure that we're clear on what is actually being said here. So we have the singular noun Eloah, it actually has a plural form. That plural form is Elohim. When Elohim is governed by singular verbs, singular adjectives, and singular pronouns, then Elohim is a numerical singular. This numerical singular that is coming from a grammatical plural in reference to the true God is called the plural of majesty. Now, if Elohim is a numerical plural and governed by plural verbs and plural adjectives, then it must be translated as God's, just like any other plural Hebrew noun. It would be translated in the plural. So the concept of the plural of majesty is very much still in use in modern Hebrew grammatical reference works. And that makes the best sense Of this plural form because the older suggestion in Hebrew Bible scholarship was that this plural form is just a trace of some sort of polytheism that used to be present within Israelite history and nobody thinks that anymore. The common consensus of making sense of what Elohim means has been described as I've just demonstrated as the plural of majesty. Let's move to our fourth and final point, which is the God of Israel authorizes human agents as his representatives, okay? So what we've demonstrated so far is that the true God is ascribed with this noun Elohim, which is a plural form, and yet when this plural form is governed by singular references, verbs, pronouns, adjectives, etc., then this plural noun is actually a numerical singular, referring to the one true God who is a single person, oneself. Now, if the plural Elohim is used by God to designate his human agents, but the plural form of Elohim refers to individual agents, namely Elohim in its plural form used to refer to one single human agent or human messenger, then this is an extension of the plural of majesty, formerly used to describe the one true God, now being shared through the authorization of these human agents. These persons, these individuals who are authorized to represent the one true God. So I'm going to show you how this works in scripture. So in Exodus chapter four and verse sixteen, we read that moreover, Aaron shall speak for you, Moses, to the people, he will be as a mouth to you, and you will be as God to him. Exodus four sixteen. So here Yahweh, the true God, tells Moses that Moses will be as God to Aaron. And the word there for God that is used by Yahweh to describe Moses is the noun Elohim. So there we have some interesting things. We could see that God is describing a human being who is clearly functioning in a prophetic, representative, agentival way to represent Yahweh. This human being is called God. It's also important to note that the word for God that's used here is Elohim, which is a plural form, and yet it unambiguously refers to a single person, Moses. Everyone knows that Moses is one single person, and yet this plural form, Elohim, is used to describe Moses. It's an extension of the plural of majesty. A plural form is translated as the singular God when it's used to describe singular individuals like Moses here and to show that this is not a fluke we can see it again in Exodus 7 verse 1 then Yahweh said to Moses see I make you as God to Pharaoh Exodus 7 verse 1 again Yahweh calls Moses God using the Hebrew noun Elohim Elohim is a plural form and yet it doesn't refer to a numerical plurality here because Moses is a single person a single human individual so God is able to share his name and his title Elohim with human beings that function as his authorized representatives and we can see that the plural form is used to describe single human individuals because Elohim is a plural of majesty an honorific word used to describe someone who is powerful in a plural form but actually it refers to a single person or a single entity if we're not satisfied with that we can look in psalm 45 verse 6 for the subject clearly is the davidic king and then it says in verse 6 your throne talking about the king your throne O god is forever and ever a scepter of uprightness is a scepter of your kingdom. So here, the Davidic king is called God. He's called Elohim. And yet, the Davidic king is a single individual, a single human person. And he is called Elohim. And Elohim is a plural form. And yet, it's not translated in the plural. It's not a numerical plural. It's not God's. Because the king is a single person. So God is able to describe the human king that is ruling on his behalf, functioning as an authorized royal representative, a royal agent, a kingly authorized representative. The true God can designate this king as God, as Elohim. And yet the plural form Elohim clearly refers to a single human individual this further demonstrates the plural of majesty. So God invests his name and his titles into authorized human agents. And sometimes these individual human beings are called Elohim, which again is a plural noun with a clear singular meaning. Moses was one person and Moses was called Elohim. The Davidic king is called Elohim, even though the king is only one person. So, the moral of the story, the TLDR conclusion, what you need to walk away with is that the true God in the Hebrew Bible is quite frequently described with the plural of Eloah, and the plural of Eloah is Elohim. And yet, this plurality is not used to suggest that the true God is a plurality in any sense. A numerical plurality, a plurality of gods or a plurality of persons. Rather, it indicates that the true God is extremely majestic, extremely honorific, extremely powerful, and extremely mighty while only being one single person. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please join us next week as we continue our study of these various words used to describe the true God when we look at the word Adonai, and all of the grammatical interesting points that are involved with Adonai. So please look forward to our next episode. Now if you enjoy our podcast, please consider supporting us as we promote the important truths about the oneness and unity of God and about the humanity of Jesus. You can support us for free by subscribing on iTunes and YouTube, by giving us an honest review on iTunes, and by sharing your favorite episodes with your friends. If you'd like to offer a kind donation, you can check out the episode's description for a link to PayPal. The Biblical Unitarian Podcast is produced and edited by Dustin Williams. I am Dustin Smith, your host. Until next time, please take care.